0: Previously on the Loyal Littles podcast.
1: The one joke, you know, you had mentioned Jason Fuse. So my my joke is, is that if you took Jason Fuse, if you took Robert Berg, if you took Luke Overbay and you took Sully and you said, can you please recite by word the last DKE album? (laughs) I am sure Sully would know, would be able to do it more. Maybe Jason could hang with Unfortunately, Luke becomes kind of like the fifth Beatle
2: in this thing. (laughs) Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. And Roxy, of course, is by my side. Hello, as always. we screwed this up. We also could have had by our side, please welcome to the podcast, Simon. Hey, hey, hey. But we forgot that you were back. So you're across the street in your closet still. Uh, yes, I am. And I also feel like we should have a special episode for you coming out of the closet.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so, you've talked about it enough. Yeah, so we have.
2: It's... So we're going to have to make that happen maybe one week from today.
3: Mm, okay. How's that yeah. sound? I can, I can make
2: that work. I yeah. mean, it is a special day. We are one week away from...
3: Summer of Littles
2: Summer of Littles 3.1. So maybe that should be the day, Simon. You'll come wow. out of the closet, we'll record the podcast, and, and then we'll, then we'll go all to go to Hurley's to celebrate. Oh, this is uh, perfect. <laughs> this is absolutely perfect. It's happening. Now, Ritz isn't in the closet with you, right? Right now? Ritz is not in the closet. Okay. Either. All right. So no. we'll figure out. He's coming. Now, Simon, most important, did you RSVP yet?
3: Uh, is it a Facebook invite?
2: <laughs> no, it's not. You just go to...
0: Summeroflittles.com.
2: And then go to the... RSVP page. And that's where you can get it all done. Yep.
3: Well, well, well. I'm glad I was able to prompt you to
2: advertise how to do it. That's good. (laughs) So we got to do that. So real quick, Littles, this is amazing. I mean, this is... We got a lot. The feedback is just truly amazing. And we really appreciate it. And we're almost like, I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, humbled. And one email almost brought me to tears, which we'll get to. But yeah, we've got a lot to get into. So we're going to jump right into it. But first things first, we already mentioned Summer of Littles, obviously. Roxy, the one thing we failed to do, and it's also because I didn't realize sort of, Littles, we never talk about this. We do have a support page for the podcast. It, It comes automatically with Anchor. Uh, It's the website we use to then upload the podcast to Apple and all these Spotify, all these places so that then you all can enjoy it. And some people have taken the opportunity to support the podcast and we we really appreciate it. And so we did want to give a quick special shout out to Tom Miskowicz and his continued support to the podcast. And the other person, it's anonymous, so we don't really know who that is. So we can't. We just want to say thank you. We really appreciate it. It is there. It's in the show notes. If anyone else wants to support, that's fine. We just, don't, we just don't feel it's necessary to like continue asking for it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously there. And we will say, as we have been, anything that comes in will be going back into the podcast, yep. for sure. Some of it will go towards Jingle Fest because mm-hmm. they still are funding that. So please make sure you look into that. And we'll actually put that in the show notes as well, because I think they're at 40% funded, uh, Jerry Negrelli's site that he posted. So we'll try to put that in the show notes so you can all get into that. But we just wanted to say a big thank you and start that way. So now we move to creme brulee. Oh, boy. (laughs) Roxy, you were hesitant. You couldn't figure out.
0: I called them cups. Yeah. So I meant dishes, I think. But they're also there's more. I ramekins,
2: guess. I yeah, think. Ramekins, yes, like Simon.
0: Professional terminology for what these things are.
2: <laughs> well, we heard from Steve Osbold, and that's what exactly yep. he exactly would have said, ramekins. Yep. I actually had to make sure I was pronouncing it right. And actually, at the last second, uh, just to give credit where credit's due, we also did hear from uh, Lee Gordon, who yep. wrote in at the last second and said, uh, I've made creme brulee, but I just did it in coffee mugs. And I used a regular blowtorch, not one of those cute little kitchen ones. But well, he also... we have a cute
0: little kitchen one coming our way. That's soon. right. But he
2: did also <laughs> chime in with the correct name for those dishes. So ramekins. I like yeah, that that's name. Right. I got a point. Yeah. That. Oh, definitely. You're winning. You're yeah. beating tiny check. Well, but when Chips, I was back
3: sure. in England, there's this like a dessert product called goo. And it always comes with a ramekin that you eat it out of. And then, So anyway, my mom has about 20,000 ramekins at this point, so I, I threw out a lot. So I'm very familiar with ramekins.
4: Oh, well.
2: okay. Cool. Wow. Cool. Interesting. All right, what's next, Roxy?
0: We also got an email from David Patton, and he says, Hey, guys, every Olympics I end up watching something I have never watched before. One year it was curling. Came home and turned on the TV, and curling was on. Couldn't stop watching. The other night, my wife and I watched Synchronized Diving. Who knew they had this? What have you guys gotten into that came as a surprise?
2: Well, okay, so this is almost like a pre-Friday Five question. Now, Roxy, I mean, you knew there were Synchronized Diving because I know that's one of your favorites. I love
0: watching Synchronized Diving. I think it's so cool. I could never do it because I can't go underwater without holding my nose and the height. It's just, it's in, it's incredible to watch.
2: Simon,
3: anything? Did you watch, what, did you watch Tom Daley, the Brit?
0: I did. I did. He Finally. He so well. So what well. What a story. I know. Yeah. Oh,
3: I don't
2: even know what you're talking about. He won
0: the gold. The,
3: oh. He won the gold medal. He He's been in the British Olympic diving team for like... Uh, since he was like 14 or something and he always comes so close and it's he's become a big name in the uk but he's never quite got the gold so this was a big moment oh, for oh wow him. that's great yeah it was
2: pretty yeah. great. now is there another sport that you would just randomly catch on when if you turned it on
3: god that's what i love about the olympics is it's, it's all the time i mean be it handball or the or the bmx the other day yeah that is that is the beauty of the olympics just yeah. watching the most obscure sports and My- people being really good at it
2: I right. wish they would have more time for some of these, but like the ping pong, I always really like, because that's yeah. just, oh, I love playing ping, ping pong, ping pong yeah. and it's so intense to watch it.
0: Two nights ago, I was watching archery. I'd be so good at that. I was watching the shooting. I'd also mm-hmm. be really good at that. And also watching, I think, the 100 meter dash, and I'd be really good at that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Roxy, I've seen you run dash. to first. Wh- which dash? Not, no. Come on, Simon, you've seen her run to first. You would not be good at oh, that. Oh, come on. I mean, I'm it's glad short, you would enjoy it.
0: It's short, it's sweet, it's simple. Just run for your life <laughs> for a hundred <laughs> meters and you're done. Takes okay. two seconds. All right,
2: fair enough. Well,
3: <laughs> I, I would say I would say if you really want to like get watching other sports, you need to tune into different countries' coverage. Because like oh, I've yeah. been tuning into the BBC, you know, using like a VPN and cheating. But like the sports that the Brits do well at are not the same ones that the Americans do well at. So you get uh-huh. to see a whole different range of like, you know, we're very good. They always make a joke of we're, we're good at sitting down sports. So, like rowing, canoeing, you know, mm-hmm. anything that involves us sitting down, we're good at. Although, actually, we did pretty badly the Olympics and those. But, like, it's interesting watching the British coverage because, yeah, seeing things like, like the BMX and the rowing and all of those sports that aren't as big coverage in the U.S. Or like when I lived in Greece, the weightlifting was big at that time. Right. So it's just like, it's fun to tune into different countries if you want to get yeah. a whole range of different sports.
0: The discus is pretty fun to watch. Because oh yeah, that's another one. I think it's so funny how they throw their bodies into it as if they have zero control, but they have all the control. Yeah. It's, it's pretty so amazing to watch. Cool. Yeah. It's so yeah. cool.
2: And we heard from Ed Budd, I believe, right? We Roxy? did.
0: He says, Chuck and Roxy, I'm a little behind... <laughs> Rim shot.
2: I mean, it literally says that, so we had to throw it in.
0: Joe Magnus' interview was so fascinating. One of the most interesting, unusual things I did in my legal career was in the mid-80s to be the de facto executive producer for two eight-minute videos for the jury regarding a spent nuclear fuel reprocessing plant in South Carolina. Uh, One of our clients had a subsidiary with a video production division in Pittsburgh, So, as Joe said, we called upon the deep pool of Pittsburgh freelancers. The producer, director, editor, a videographer, a sound guy, and a helper were all freelancers. We spent a week shooting in the abandoned plant. So, very interesting to see these people work. I then spent several days with the director editing the shots we took, plus panning shots of historical still photos from the original construction to approximate further video shots. I could tell I was working with real professionals in a business I never imagined existed and fun people too, Ed.
2: Great email. And that was such a great interview. It's just so fascinating, these things that the Littles do. And then before we get to our great, speaking of said, meet the Littles guest today, this one, it comes from Bob Walsh, Chuck and Roxy, and I'll even say, and Simon, (laughs) received the box of that in the mail today and thought you might be interested in a status report. I am the fourth little to get the box. Jolene, to Ed Butt, to Lori Sherwood and Doug Adams, and then to me. How do I know this? Because each of the senders has included a letter detailing what they have put in the box and have left the previous letters in the box. So there is a history, which is very cool, especially when I think about the future and say the 50th person to receive it, perhaps a second generation little years from now. Also, and I'm sure you did not expect this, as soon as i say it you'll go yes i should have had that no one has kept anything from the box yet only added items demonstrating i think the littles are givers not takers in my letter i will encourage littles to remove one thing from someone they know or would like to know as a tangible symbol of the connective tissue for my part i'm going to keep one thing jolene's rosary as it has a special meaning for me and the relationship I have with that woman in Grand Island that I have never met. I will certainly add more before I send it on, but to paraphrase Roy Schneider, we're going to need a bigger box. I think I can take care of that too. May have to wait until after August 7th. I'm a little busy. Great idea on your part, made even better by the members of this wonderful community. Now, Roxy, thank you, Bob, for the email, first of all, I mean, this made me tear up the first when I first read it, and I don't really know what to say. Now we should backtrack. Does that mean the monkey's still in the box? So here's here's how it started. We uh, the Millers won a prize. No, they
0: have the monkey. Oh, they they okay. Well, he said they They kept putting everything. Well, they sent us back. Right. Okay. So the glasses they kept the monkey, and this was that was when that moment was when we got this idea.
2: Okay. Right. Um, Right. So we but we started. We thought it would be funny when we sent the prize. We decorated the box, and it said "box of that." Right. So then they surprised us by sending it back to us and giving us little treats, Mm -hmm. and we were like, "Oh, this is uh, we are." It just made our day. It came out of nowhere. We didn't know it was coming. Right. And it was just like, "Oh, we got a box of that in the mail." So that's why we came up. Now, Simon, you still haven't gotten a box of that, have you? I haven't
3: got a box of anything.
2: (laughs) Very sad. You're going to have to share our box of that. So anyway, we're really excited about this. This This is
0: so, just very cool. This is so
2: very cool. We love the littles. This is why
0: when I said the question was, what littles do you, what little do you have a crush on? I said all of y'all because... You're all so awesome and so sweet and kind and caring. And you just wanted to Wilb on the question.
2: uh, It's okay. It's amazing. It's really amazing. We have to get out of here. We're going to start prepping for Simon coming out of the closet in one week from today. We are one week away from Summer of Littles. I can't freaking wait. All right. Let's get out of here. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles.
1: This is Michelle from Houston. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. And now back to Chuck and Roxy.
4: They've all gone out to take some ecstasy Something about that stuff don't sit right with me So I stay
2: being played in this episode by jared booth and this song is called hot left pole the highest road in england if you like what you hear jared said you can reach out to him on instagram and that is at jared is a booth and just in case that's at j-a-r-e-d-i-s-a-b-o-o-t-h and he says other than that, it's just the usual Spotify, YouTube, etc. So you can also head on over there and just search Jared Booth. And as always, we'll play the full song at the end of the podcast.
4: Between one and five, I scared of
2: all you loyal Littles, it's now time to meet the Littles, and we have yet another fun one for you today. Please welcome to the podcast, Joe Maloney. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Hey, Chuck. Hey, Roxy. How are you doing? We're doing We're great. great. Now, we have so much to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, Littles, when we send out the forms, as we say, some people fill them out, some people don't. Joe, you not only filled it out, you like sent us a, a separate email, basically telling us not your life story, but a lot of it. So it's so helpful. We have so much to get into. We're excited. Roxy has a ton of questions, which is fun because the last couple episodes I've just been like going crazy with our guests. So this is going to be fun. Joe, why don't you take a quick second, introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there.
1: Okay. uh, My name is Joe Maloney. I grew up in the uh, Baltimore Annapolis area. I'm a meteorologist. Well, meteorologist by study and an IT officer by trade. I uh, discovered in my professional career that I really couldn't do the meteorology job in terms of operational forecasting, but I was good at computer programming, luckily, so I managed to transition over to that side. I've worked in uh, Silver Spring for 10 years in Maryland. I worked at the National Hurricane Center for 10 years down in Miami, Florida, and now I'm in East Tennessee.
2: Okay, now, so let's go all the way back. Where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in you know, a couple of places in and around, in Baltimore, Annapolis area, and Arundel County, along the Chesapeake Bay.
2: Mm-hmm. And did you go to school for this?
1: For meteorology, yes. I uh, studied at the Florida State University. Ah, Oh, okay. (laughs) Never mind that nut college in Ohio. Right.
2: (laughs) Right. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know if we want to go right there, but so how much crap do you get being a a meteorologist and stuff like that? Because I have some questions and I hope none of these offend you, okay? Because I respect what you do. I really do. But can you go into, if my phone says there's a 50-50 chance of rain can you just what is that? How do you determine these numbers as far as percentages?
1: It, it's funny you ask that because <laughs> this is one of the reasons why I don't tell people I'm a meteorologist. <laughs> <when they> ask, <laughs> I, always, I always tell them, "Oh, I, I do computer work," and they just mm-hmm. that usually shuts them up real fast. Right. And this is probably not a helpful answer, but it's, it, the answer is it depends. Uh-huh. You know, some forecasters will put a fifty percent in you know, as a, as a probability of precipitation as you know coverage, like fifty percent of the area will see rain. You know, this day. Okay. And then sometimes people will forecast a fifty percent chance and say, Well, based on these conditions in the past, it's rained fifty percent of the time, so that's what I'm gonna forecast. Okay. Fifty percent chance is pretty high compared to I mean, how often does it rain normally? Once every four days, something right. like that. Okay.
2: Right. Fair. I just always thought like, why shouldn't it have to be fifty one percent or forty nine percent? Like there's gotta well, be that- a there's gotta be a, a way to like Make sure you're—it's in someone's favor or not someone's favor. I don't know.
1: That goes back to the olden days of you know teletypes when they put that kind of precision into the forecast, and they would just say you know thirty, forty, fifty percent, and leave it at that. The numerical guidance actually goes down to the, to you know per, individual percents. like you, if you look at a a guidance product, say, it will say there's a thirty eight percent chance of rain today. <laughs> well, those and cool, that's man. kind of funny you mention that because that's actually what I did when I was at Weather Service headquarters. I worked on that guidance. Yeah. Wow.
2: Nice. All right. This is kind of neat actually talking to someone who has firsthand knowledge of this because I remember I used to, I was used to be a big fan of Mike and Mike in the morning. I don't know if you've ever listened to them and Greeny Mm -hmm. hated you guys. Greeny was like, (laughs) he would attack, he, he would just basically would say though, he's like, at least admit that you're guessing. He's like, you're, you're like basically someone who guesses, okay, will the Yankees beat the Red Sox tomorrow night? You know, it's, there's all these factors that go into it. Sure. Like who the starting pitcher is and all that stuff. But essentially, you're guessing, okay? Now, well, I'd it, like it's to think that it's not a guarantee. Well, right, but I'd also like to think that that's not exactly the fact.
0: No, there, for you guys, there's more science. In yeah, there's a, there,
2: it, it's a forecast, but there's a lot of science behind it too. Yeah. It's
1: not like we're just spinning the wheel of fortune, see what comes <laughs> up, you know, throw a dart on the board, reading the tea
2: leaves.
0: Well, that's good clarification. Then. Yeah,
2: no, absolutely. And I just, I, I don't mean to be busting your chops already. We're like three minutes in, and he's like. Why did I come on this stupid podcast they're Like attacking me? No, I don't mean to be attacked. I also play a lot of softball here in the city and I manage and I'm the commissioner of like two or three softball leagues. So we always have to make the decision. You know, are we going to rain it out? Are we not going to? And, you know, the days when they're predicting it, but it's not raining yet. Because the other thing we all I always have to remind everyone is even if it says 70 percent chance of, quote, rain. Now, is that a sprinkle or is that a downpour? You know that's always a big factor obviously if it's just a sprinkle we'll probably play the games
0: do you have any thoughts mm-hmm. on that
2: yeah I mean is there like a... is
0: it is it just precipitation in general or is there like if it says seventy percent chance of rain that means not necessarily a downpour but more than a sprinkle
1: yeah I mean the, the definition of, of pop is you know point zero one inches of rain mm-hmm. so that could you a hundred percent pop and it just drizzles all day and it, you know, accumulates a couple of, couple of tens you know, if, of rain. That's, that's a correct forecast. Right. And you can have a 20% pop and get three inches out of a thunderstorm. Uh, so.
2: Okay. Can we pause for a second? Cause you should see my face. Sure. And you're like pop. What's that?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Pop, that's- is pop is the probability of precipitation, which is basically what you're reading on your weather. Rate.
2: Oh, okay. So I was thinking percentage uh-huh. of precipitation. It's not okay. Interesting. Okay, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna make sure my co commissioners for my Tuesday softball league listen to this podcast because now my next big question is because we argue about this all the time. What would you consider and no pressure? Because you know, we're not going to like hold you to it or anything. But what would you say is the best weather app out there or best weather like how what's the best knowledgeable way to get an accurate forecast?
1: I would tell people to go to weather.gov and type in their zip code. Ah, okay.
2: Okay, interesting. Okay, because the funny thing is that, like I said, this one league I co-commissioner with, and we have like a group of us, there's four of us, and we're always posting pictures of our weather apps forecast and they always sure. like conflict majorly like sometimes there's a like two of us will have it like there's like even there's a 30% chance of rain and then the other guy posts one he's like ah your app sucks he goes there's no rain today and he <laughs> posts pictures of his and it says like partly cloudy the whole day so uh, we're always arguing about that so that's going to be good
0: weather.gov be... great
2: weather.gov got to remember that so i have a question yeah so I'm... you
0: said that you started in meteorology and then you switched over to sort of the it side the computer side so yes. what's the difference are you talking like being in front of the camera versus behind the camera, putting the things up on the screen. What's the difference?
1: Oh, no, no, no. This is, even when I was a meteorologist by trade, I was never in front of a a TV camera. That's probably one of the other reasons why I never tell people I'm a meteorologist. (laughs) Oh, what channel are you on? (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) I'm not on TV. And believe me, you don't want to see me on TV. (laughs) But right now, is what I'm doing is I'm supporting the operational forecasts in the forecast office. So I'm making sure that the data is flowing correctly, that the computers are working properly, that the forecasts are going out to the public.
0: Okay. Cool. This is great. That's really cool. I love the weather. I'm so fascinated by yeah, it. We- I mean, things can change at the drop of a dime. and
2: Even in college, I was in fact, when, the weather, when we got, got cable way back when, mm-hmm. and there was yeah. this thing called the Weather Channel, I just... <laughs> Sure. I would have it on. Yeah. I just think it's... I mean,
1: yeah. When I, when, when I was a kid, I'd look forward to going to visit my grandparents because they had cable and they had the
2: weather channel yeah. and I didn't. <laughs> so they would just sit in front of the TV and turn on the weather channel and leave me for hours. Right. Wow. That's so great. So you basically knew what you wanted to do when you were young. Yeah. I,
1: I figured it out pretty young. And you know, a lot of people, they go to college and they have no idea what they're doing. It's like, I know exactly what I want to study. Right. I know exactly what major I want to go into. There are only a relatively small number of colleges that offer meteorology as a major. So that really, you know, helped focus where I was going to go to college. And that's mm-hmm. why I ended up at Florida State.
2: What is the percentage? Do you know? I mean,
1: when I was going to school, it was probably maybe 20 or 30. And of those, mm-hmm. the, you know, the big ones were, you know, besides Florida State, it was Penn State, Oklahoma, University of Washington. They were the they were the biggies. There are others that I'm leaving out. And it's not an intentional snub of any other school.
2: Yeah, but that's so interesting that more schools don't. Well, maybe they do now. There are more there doing it now, but
1: it's still a relatively niche major. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It kind of, those locations kind of made sense to me because in Florida, you've got like the hurricanes, the hurricanes in Oklahoma and, and Oklahoma, you've got tornadoes, the tornadoes yeah. and things like that, which, Do you say- by the way, I'm fascinated by the hurricanes. They're horrible, horrible things that happen in the world, but I'm, I always track them like every morning when I know there's a hurricane coming, I'm like, where is it now? What is it doing? What level is it at but tornadoes same thing i actually dream about tornadoes a lot i'm not sure why but i think it's maybe a calling of some sort that i need to like see from a safe distance a tornado in person and i know that sounds crazy but I'm just so fascinated with how they form and how everyone, there's no two tornadoes that are the same.
1: I've never actually seen a tornado live and in person myself. Yeah. And I know, I know that got the, the, the chasers out. In
2: well, the, that's what uh, I was going right. to ask about. That seems crazy. What was like, that movie way back Twister. when? Twister. Twister, yeah.
1: They're
0: crazy. Yeah. But I'm like, you're kind of badass too at the same time. I mean, you could die at any second if you turn the wrong way. But oh, sure. Yeah, it just, it, it always fascinated me how they form. Yeah. Weather is so interesting. Yeah.
2: Sorry, we're geeking out on yeah. you here. And it's
1: one of the sciences that you know we don't, we still don't fully understand. Right. You know, we so there's always you know more education, more learning, more research being done,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and there's always that new Doppler something. That was the other yeah, thing Greenie used to say. He's like, they always, every every like two years, they come out with the new, you know, Doppler 7.7. 7, now it's 7.9 and, you know, that kind well, of Well,
0: yeah. Thing. I mean, things develop. Doppler and...
1: 9,000.
2: Yeah, right, right. Oh, we're up there already. Wow. That's great.
0: Have you ever seen the, the videos of the people that fly into hurricanes?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. The hurricane hunters. That's Wait, so cool, what too. What do you mean fly? Like in they, a plane?
0: Yeah. They yep. fly into it.
1: They fly a plane into the, into a hurricane. They drop these cylinders into the storm, and it takes measurements of wind and temperature and whatnot. And, and they they feed all that back into the uh, into the models.
2: Wait. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> and like that's a job. Yeah. Yes. But like, don't they realize it's like a a death sentence essentially? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Well, they're not. I mean, it's. They, they, I don't. I
1: don't believe that any hurricane hunter aircraft has ever actually crashed. So it's a really? I it's cool. pretty safe
0: job that's really cool
2: okay i'm sorry i don't mean to be sound like this is news to me but this is news to me i didn't realize this was like a thing yeah i mean i've heard of like crazy people trying to like do things like that but i didn't realize this was like a profession type yeah. thing and obviously oh, absolutely,
1: yeah
0: i mean wow. that's that's how they get their data and stuff
2: okay that's not for me okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think that's so I say cool it's not for me either i i, I can barely tolerate regular turbulence on a Right? Right. Playing across the country. Forget, you know, the turbulence and that kind of thing.
2: Yeah. I mean, how do we feel like Tony would react to something? I mean, come on. I mean, even if he's got his shirt on, I don't think it's happening. I don't think
1: think, think there are enough drugs in this world for for Tony to get on one of those planes. I don't think
2: he's getting on that plane. No. Well, speaking of Tony, why don't we go there real quick before we have to take a break already? Because Roxy and I have geeked out on you. We promise we'll get back to you. So how did you start listening to Tony and all that? How'd you become a loyal little?
1: Well, it kind of goes back to when I was in high school, and I worked on a—I uh, had a summer job on an ice truck. And every morning, we'd stop after we loaded the truck and get coffee and donuts. And I'd pick up a copy of the Washington Post, mm-hmm. and I'd read Tony and Mike Wilbon in there. And then you know, later, I—you see them on Channel Four in D.C. once in a while too. And so I kind of picked up on them there. And then after I left Maryland and went down to Florida, that's about the time they started doing these radio shows. So I never got to hear the very very early days of it. But when I moved back up to Maryland, that's when I. I knew he had a show. And so I, I couldn't listen live because the building I worked in was basically a, a bunker. You couldn't pick up an AM radio station there. So I'd hmm. I'd listen to the, the podcast on the delays back in the infamous podcast delay era.
2: <laughs> Actually, can you go into that for some of us Because I didn't understand that because that was way past my time. So you're just saying that they would air like the day after?
1: Yeah, what they would do is they, you know, they wanted the radio station, want people to listen live because, you know, for oh, ratings and sure. whatnot. And I understand that. Yeah. So. Rather than be putting out the podcast that afternoon, you know, the, the recording of the radio, they would hold it for 24 hours or even 48 hours at one point
2: Sons to try of to encourage
1: more people to listen live.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's—I mean, it's smart and it makes sense. That just sucks because most of his but stuff I would be. I imagine dating. that most people
1: who could listen live would listen live, yeah. so. right? You're just punishing all the people who aren't living in the D.C. area or who just can't sit in front of a radio for two hours at their job.
2: Well, I'm I'm wondering why they didn't come up with a clever way to make money off of it and say like, well, we'll release it if you subscribe to this mm-hmm. service, we'll post it here or something. Interesting. I don't know. Anyway. I think
1: they're still trying to figure out how to monetize podcasts these days. Yeah, right.
2: It's true. Right. All right, and so and then you just continued from there, right? Are you a PTI watcher and all that stuff?
1: I, I do. I've been watching for yeah, pretty much since the beginning.
2: Ah. So the only other interesting thing right now that we have is now you moved all around. You know, you've been to Miami, you've been to in the D.C. area, and now you live in Tennessee. Where does your sports fandom lie?
1: I uh, grew up a Baltimore Orioles fan, and despite their terrible play the last 20 years, I'm still a diehard Baltimore Orioles fan. Good for you. Nice. (laughs) I uh, predate the Ravens, so I kind of root for F.T. Washington, even though Danny Snyder is doing his best to to ruin (laughs) them, too. Right the washington capitals too in hockey oh yeah love the nhl
2: oh wow all right well we'll definitely get into that we promise it's coming don't worry little (laughs) and then you were never a colts fan then right
1: i I only have vague memories of those uh mayflower vans leaving in the middle of the night in the snow
2: okay all right well listen we gotta have you stick around because obviously you just teased it we're gonna get into some hockey talk so come back bobby And we've got a couple other really interesting things to do with your job as well. So Loyal Littles will be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey, Chuck and Roxy.
1: This is Rupe, Tony. And Jake. Looking forward to Summer of Littles 3.1 in Cincinnati, Ohio. We are at... The Columns, located at Historic Finley Market. And we'll be hosting the event August 7th at 5 o'clock. Be there and be square.
4: In Cincinnati.
1: Later,
2: guys. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we are lucky enough to be sitting here with Joe Maloney today. And he's got just so many fun stories to tell that we're going to now let him tell because we kind of hijacked the first segment there (laughs) with our weather. We're just we're really into it. That's all we can say. So we'll get away from that. And one of the things on your form or your email that you sent us, Roxy's going to be into this because when we first started dating, I was trying to be clever. And one of the things I bought her was a National Parks passport book. Now, I'm assuming you know what that is, right? I have two of them. Okay. All right. So, and because we... Basically, I'd say kind of full dated, started in D.C., and there was all these, you know, of course, there's so many places there to get stamped, and so I thought it'd be a cute gift. And now, you say you've been to over 250, is that true?
1: Over 270, yeah. 270,
2: excuse me. Wow. Now, so where do those range? Are they mostly in one section of the country, or is it just all over?
1: It's pretty much everywhere in the lower 48. I mean, everything from the big ones like Grand Canyon and... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yosemite to little ones like Hamilton Grange in New York City. and
2: uh-huh. That's amazing. And there's 423?
1: That's the latest count. They keep they keep
2: adding stuff, so oh, okay. it makes it hard to keep track of that. But Yeah, that's what I was wondering. That's what it seems like. Okay, so let's get into the—so you've been to New York City a couple times, right? Yeah. There were a couple instances, so why don't we go into that because that was— kind of interesting too and we won't mock you as you said you gave us permission to but we won't no so t- so tell that story how you came to New York
4: yeah uh,
1: I had some Amtrak points that were about to expire so I just booked myself a, a trip up from Miami to New York City for a week I was just this was in November and I managed to pick a pretty good week all, all told except for the one day that I chose to go out to Ellis Island and mm. it was gray and drizzly the entire day but yeah one of the one of the stops I made was Hamilton Grange which is a uh, a house up on the uh Upper West Side, it used to be uh, where Alexander Hamilton lived,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and this was 2015, and I'm taking a tour, and there's like six, seven other people on the tour along with me, and, and you're going along, and you can hear people talking, and they're, they're t- talking about this Broadway show. I'm like, why are you talking about a Broadway show? We're... <laughs> Alexander Hamilton, he was the, you know, the first Secretary of the Treasury, he was a founding father, and I kind of picked up on the way, there's this very big show on Broadway called Hamilton, and it's all about his life. <laughs>
2: You should have like said, "Oh yeah," and I got tickets tonight because they probably. uh, I
1: I, I, I might have been the only person in in the entire city had no idea there was this play called Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: okay.
2: That's all right. Now, yeah, because that's actually when it was just. It might have still been off Broadway then. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, 2015. No, I guess it had already Mm -hmm. opened. Yeah, because yes. you saw it in 2016. It was year- right. no, Yeah, it had already been open. But it was new. It was yeah. fairly new. The original cast was definitely still in the show. Mm-hmm. Now, since then, have you looked into it? Have you seen it? Because it was on Disney Plus. Yep. They, they filmed the Broadway cast. Did you get to see any of that?
1: I haven't. I'm probably the only person in America that doesn't have a Disney Plus account.
2: Oh, uh, uh, okay. Well, I wouldn't they, say that. They had
1: a, I know they had a, a touring company come down to uh, to South Florida. Yep. Oh, yeah. And those tickets were snapped up in like 30 seconds. Yeah,
0: it's a phenomenon. Like it's probably one of the greatest current musicals ever <laughs> written. Um, I say that carefully. Because, yeah, she saw my face. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I'm a fan. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm a fan. But yeah, there's other.
0: I didn't want to like it, but when I saw it, you just can't not like yeah. it.
2: The writing um, is pretty.
0: It's very, very great.
1: And if nothing else, it exposed a lot of people to part of American history maybe they didn't know a lot about. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, My dad actually reads all the books about the presidents and founding fathers, and he read the book that Lin-Manuel Miranda took knowledge from to create this musical, and he then saw the show on Disney+, and he said, yeah, I mean, it's pretty spot on with Mm -hmm. his life, and so that is like hats off to Lin for doing his research and really putting the thought into it to make it so brilliant. I
2: always love when composers and writers do that. Yeah. It's it's so important because a lot of times they don't. Right. You know, they stretch the truth or whatever just to like make a show. Mm -hmm. And I guess I would equate like a Vita with something like that. Mm -hmm. But one of the other ones, and this is going to shock some people, Book of Mormon. Mm -hmm. Now we know it's Trey Parker and I can't.
0: The uh, South Park.
2: The South Park guys. Okay. They wrote this. Let me tell you, because most people, when they hear that's coming out, oh, it's by the creators of South Park. They think, oh, it's going to be this potty mouth musical. They're just throwing up there. And for some parts, that is true. Mm -hmm. But to say they did their homework is putting it mildly because I had someone who knew nothing about it and she wanted to see the show because it was the phenomenon at the time. And she actually got the soundtrack, listened to the lyrics before she went to see the show then did some homework because she knew nothing about Mormons mm-hmm. and anything about them. And she was shocked at the li- how the lyrics matched up to exactly the, the history of it and all that stuff. So I mean, that's another one that they did their homework. And yeah. that's always nice to know. Yeah. And actually, we know a lot of Mormons that have seen it, and they think it's hilarious, mm-hmm. you know, because it's basically making fun of that. But at least they did it Accurately. Accurately, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I guess that's not the right yeah, I
1: suppose it's like, like vindictively or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. right. Or just yeah. make it up. Right. Because it rhymed, you know. I mean, a lot of times they'll do that. They like stretch the truth or whatever or just to make a rhyme for the lyric and whatever. And yeah, that was great. So now you've also been to New York a couple other times. Now this one you, you put under, quote, pointless trivia. What brought you to New York in 2001, I guess, is...
1: Well, the, the, the woman to whom I was formerly related by marriage, she had a... Uh, she's part of this program where... For three months, she had to work in a field office, and she could pick any field office anywhere in the country she wanted,
4: mm-hmm. oh.
1: and she chose New York City. From Memorial Day to uh, Labor Day in 2001, she was working at the uh, the field office up on 125th Street in Harlem, and then I would come up you know, every other weekend or you know, ride the train up and right. spend a few days doing touristy stuff, because I'd never been to New York before then, so mm-hmm. this was a grand opportunity. Yeah.
0: What'd you think of it?
1: Oh, I had a great time. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I mean, I got got to ride the subway, go out to Coney Island, yep. yeah, walk the Brooklyn Bridge, you know, all, all the touristy stuff. Nice. Yeah, Staten Island Ferry. Yep. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, when you say you took the train up, is that from Miami again?
1: No, no, no. This didn't, I was in the D.C. area. Oh, you were top, okay. So.
2: Well, because I was when you said you came up from Miami on the train, I was like, "That's that must is that like a two day train ride or is that?" Well,
1: it was it was it was an, it was an overnight. Yeah, okay. I had a sleeper for that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool.
2: Wow. I wonder what that. I've, I've never always, been
0: on a sleeper train. Yeah,
2: I've never done like a long. Yeah. I, I always wondered like what that would be like, like yeah. to do a cross country on the train. Yeah.
1: Cross oh. country might be a little long, but you know, like an overnight, you can take a an overnight train to Chicago from New York, for sure. example. Sure. Yeah.
2: fun. That's true. Cool. Yeah, but I mean, part of it for me would be wanting to like not do it overnight so that I could see the country. Mm-hmm. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, you know, so you're not. Oh, like, absolutely. Missing. Yeah,
1: I know. There's there's a lot of a lot of people who, like fly from den fly to Denver and then take a train west from there because that way you skip you know the the boring Midwest. Yeah, parts.
2: right. Sorry, KJ. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's true though, and honestly, that's what I missed about the. It's interesting. Most of our work in touring, for me at least, was non-union tours. They're mostly bus and trucks. Mm-hmm. And the union touring, you fly everywhere. Right. So you miss all that. Like, I remember the days. Well, it was funny. Roxy and I just, after our wedding, we went to Vegas, and then we went to the Grand Canyon. And that drive from Vegas out to the Grand Canyon, I mean, Roxy, you were just amazed. At, oh, yeah. It was beautiful. The scenery was just beautiful. jaw-dropping. It really is. And that's what I'm kind of talking about. That's the stuff you miss when you're you know, flying. When you're flying, yeah. obviously. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. So some of those rides are just really good. Now, going back to the pointless trivia though, you were on the observation deck of the World Trade Center on a month before 9/11 essentially, right?
1: Yeah. August 11th, yeah. Wow,
2: wow exactly one month.
1: I, I, I still got the ticket somewhere.
2: Oh, jeez. Were a, you A month he,
1: later though. I was I was, you know, the building I worked in on, nine, you know, when I was working in 9/11 in DC, is it you know, It's an 18-story building and I still remember, you know, the uh, you hear the the first plane crash in the World Trade Center, and you think, well, what's going on? Is there some sort of aviation accident? Yeah, right. And you hear the second one, and you're like, what is going yeah. on? And I'm yeah. thinking, I'm in an 18 story building that's you know occupied by the federal government, and you hear there's a plane mm-hmm. that's possibly heading toward the Pentagon or DC or something. Like it, it was, yeah, it, it's just a, just a bizarre circumstance yeah. so, at the very least. Yeah.
2: And, and my situation was I didn't even know anything because I was in Houghton, Michigan. Mm-hmm. where I was teching the tour of Titanic. And I got a phone call from someone from New York that literally just said, I'm fine, don't worry about me, turn on the TV, and hung up. Wow. That's what I yeah. got. And I was like, uh, okay. I had no idea what was going on because I was still sleeping, mm-hmm. obviously.
1: And I, I remember just trying, trying to get a hold of my wife at the time. I was like, you couldn't because you, know, you just couldn't yeah. get through a phone line anywhere. Right, yep. right. Yeah.
2: All right, let's perk this up a little bit. So now let's get back into your job a little bit. Now, on your form, you say you are providing tech support to India? Can you go into that? I did, bit?
1: yes. When I was working in Weather well, Service sort of Headquarters, like I said earlier, we, uh, I was working on numerical guidance for, uh, for rainfall. Mm-hmm. And we had a visiting scientist come from India and work with us for a few months because they were trying to get something spun up to help predict their, uh, their monsoon there in India. So he, he did his work and left, and you know some time passes, and we get a request they're having trouble getting it running. Can we have someone come and help us for a week? And, you know, so then my boss is going around looking for volunteers and he finally comes to me and he's like, sure, I'll go. A week in India, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm one of the few people who has flown to India to provide tech support as opposed to the other way around. Oh, wow.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And so what was that like?
1: It was, if you've never been outside the country, I highly, highly encourage you to go someplace. I mean, and I don't count Canada, I'm sorry, but I mean, like, (laughs) Like a, like a, I mean, just, just, just being in a third world country like that.
4: Yeah.
1: It just, the plane lands at midnight. It's still 100 degrees outside. You go out the airport and there's an elephant walking down the road. And it's like, oh my goodness, what have I gotten myself? Right. Into?
0: Toto, that's, I think
1: we're not in Kansas anymore.
0: That's like <laughs> an amazing
2: race situation. I don't know if you watch that show. That's
1: like, I, I do actually. In fact, one of the times when they were in India, the, one of the places they stopped was the hotel that I happened to be staying at. Oh, oh my right. gosh. And I think they taped it shortly after I was there. Oh, Wow. wow
2: that's so cool when that happens like I, I love it when they come to New York or because right. of all my touring I all these cities in, in America I know like the back, like when they were in San Francisco New Orleans and he's I'm like
0: oh you shouldn't go that way I'm you like, have to go this right. way right I'm can't like take come on you can't. That's you don't why take I, a cab take a bus you part know? of me you're always felt like 405 to LAX what's wrong right, <laughs> right, exactly. right you
2: can't do that it's like could you imagine the littles you're like oh like, you're out they're taking the bridge going in DC <laughs> yeah, like, you can't do what are you doing man like, um um, but yeah, no, it always, I always found it interesting thinking like, oh, I'd be really good on this show. And then they go to like India and I'm like, nope. Or like, you know, yeah. somewhere they, where they don't speak the language and cause I'm not a good international. I've been lucky enough to be to many of these places, not many of these places like that, but I have been to Israel. I've been to a lot of places in the met- Mediterranean because as we've discussed in pre- previous podcasts, I do like to cruise and you know, so they stop in all these different places it's just, I always sit there and think like, I don't think I would be good here. <laughs> you know what I mean? For a long time. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I
1: remember I took a trip to uh, Japan a few years ago oh, and yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's enough English there to you can get around, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I couldn't, other than a couple of words, I couldn't speak a lick of Japanese. Oh, yeah.
2: I was in Tokyo once and I ended up, first night I was in tears in the hotel. I was like, cause I always, it's funny because they provided a translator for us, but I, this was with a Broadway show, of course, and but the cast, of course, they were just very. They're staying with us. They were like <laughs> very needy. they were like, okay, it's all about us, and mm-hmm. so, I and I, but I'm also one of those I like to try to figure it out. So I was I was the guy that went into the grocery store and like took a picture of like the they'd have they were selling beef and pork and things like that and what they would do, which was very clever, is they had like a picture of a pig next mm-hmm. to the Japanese
0: symbols writing. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, and same yeah. thing with they'd have a picture of a cow. So what I did was I took pictures of those and had them on, on my camera because like, I mean, I did have a cell phone, but I couldn't even use it there, obviously. And yeah. so what I would do is I would bring those pictures into a restaurant. So when I'm trying to read the menu, I would at least know, okay, this is pork right or beef yeah. or chicken, whatever, just things like that. So even just trying to find an ATM that my ATM card would work in was like a freaking nightmare and go into like a Seven Eleven and ask for like directions and they, you know, and... They, I think they understood me, but they didn't speak English, so I guess that doesn't make sense, but they, were, they couldn't help me, you know, and it, it's not their yeah. fault, you know, I should have done more homework, you know, I should have... I was have...
1: like, yeah, I'm the I'm visitor in their right. land, it's up to me to, you know... Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, absolutely, but it, is, it can get scary, you know, when you're trying to get money so you can get something to eat and you can't even do that, you know, kind of thing, especially in today's world, you know, you'd think, oh, this is so easy, you know, whatever, but So you spent a, a week, you said.
1: Yeah, and at the end of the, the five days, we got all our work done. And then that Saturday, they, uh, we hired a uh, car and driver and went down from New Delhi to Agra. Because I was not about to miss being that close to the Taj Mahal and not being able to see it in person. Oh, yeah. right.
2: Didn't even think of that.
4: Wow. What was that oh, like? There, there, there,
1: there's a funny story that goes along with that. About three quarters of the way down, the guy I'm with, he wants to pull off the road and go off to this town where there's this temple. I'm like, okay, I'm only going to be here once probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we pull up. I get out of the car. As I'm closing the door, I feel something grab my glasses and pull them off my face. Uh-oh. oh And we, some... uh, the next thing I see, kind of blurrily, of course, is that there's a monkey uh-huh. that's crawled up on this roof in in a gutter holding my glasses.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> now, very conveniently, there's a guy standing there selling bananas. And for basically the equivalent of $0.25, cents, I managed to get my glasses back.
4: Oh, my Broken. gosh.
2: Broken,
0: oh, of course. Oh, no.
1: Luckily, we found a place in Agra that could repair them. So it wasn't, you know, because my spare pair was safely back in the United States. So. Right.
0: Oh, oh that is gosh. so funny.
2: And I love that we somehow got a monkey story into the podcast. So yes. that's great. <laughs> that's what we've all Gamble been waiting for. The
1: revolution is real, people. Yeah, right. <laughs> right.
2: All right. So we've avoided it as much as we could, I guess, Roxy. But and, and again, we're not anti hockey. Hockey. But we just don't know anything we just about don't it. Know.
0: It's not the first thing we turn on a TV. That's baseball, I typically. Mean, you know, obviously
2: but. it's one of Roxy's claim to fame when she got to shoot a goal on Ranger's Ice, you know, here in Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden. Garden. Yeah. So where are we going? What you, what drop some knowledge on us? What do you want to talk about hockey?
1: Well, I'm just I'll just say this. I encourage you if you've never been to a hockey game. NHL you know minor leagues college whatever just go to a game because the game does not translate you know well on television compared to the in-person experience Mm
2: -hmm. it's you
1: hear every crunch you can see everything better. It's it just definitely worth doing once.
2: Yeah, we definitely heard that many times. Yeah, and...
0: I have seen a live hockey game, and that oh. was the Sound Tigers in Bridgeport, oh. Connecticut. I went. I also I had a I had cousins in Massachusetts who played in high school. I have a second cousin actually who's a really good goalie, and he's like on track to potentially being NHL caliber like it's wow. yeah mm-hmm. they travel with him all over the country I think it, he's stayed with people up in Canada to train and like just amazing but I, I haven't seen him play I think that would be really fun because I know he's really good so I've seen games but again it, it's I mean, not I the still, first thing I, I turn remember, on the TV I'm sorry, I was gonna say,
1: I still remember the, the very first game I went to my uncle took me to the, the old capital center back in the late 80s mm-hmm. playing the uh the Pittsburgh Penguins and I was hooked instantly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, that's like I said, that's what a lot of people have said. Mm -hmm. And so I I really need to do that. It's just it's not my go to. So I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But you also say you're a big baseball fan right now. You said you're an Orioles fan, but you you're just overall a big baseball fan, right?
1: Yeah. And most of the time in the summer, I'll take two weeks off and I'll basically fly someplace and kind of do a road trip where I'll visit national park sites. And then in the evenings, I'll go to minor league baseball games or major league, depending on where you are.
0: Sure. Oh, that's fun.
2: No, I like the minor league too sometimes, you know, because a lot of the smaller cities that we would play. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got to see so many of my ballparks and games and stuff like that. Like I said, it was always my go-to. Like, because I mean, in all fairness, now I love NFL football. I've never been to an NFL game.
1: I had never been to one until a couple of years ago, the uh, Washington football team. I almost said the other word. <laughs> they, they were in Tampa. Oh. So I went up and got to see them win, which was you know even more miraculous oh, considering cool. how terrible they've been lately. Yeah. Right.
2: So, Joe, now, also, do you have any other funny TK stories, I think? Now, you said you've never been to Chatter, right?
1: That's correct, I You never yeah. made it
2: to Chatter, but you do have some Missed fun TK-related stories, sort of? Sort of, kind of.
1: Okay. This goes back to my time when I was working in Miami. Every year, the president gets a, a briefing on the upcoming hurricane season, and usually the, uh, the director of the hurricane center goes up to D.C. and does it in person. And for some reason, one year, uh, President Obama decided to come down to Miami and get it in person there. You know, they do that. And then he's going around to the different parts of the building and getting the nickel tour. And he stops in our area. And, you know, we, we tell him what we're doing and show him around. And he stops and asks, well, do you have any questions for me? And at that point, I'm freezing. Like, do I dare ask him about playing golf with TK and Wilbon? <laughs> Because will he remember, right? or or will he look at me like an idiot? And then I have to explain all of this to the 25 people who are in the room <laughs> with me.
2: Or does he just pause and look at you and go, le and walk away?
1: Exactly, yeah. I, <laughs> and by the time I decide what to do, someone else has already piped in with a question, so uh, I missed out. Uh, oh.
2: Missed opportunity. Well, uh, maybe someday. Yeah. Maybe someday again it'll happen. Maybe someday. <laughs> That's great. Well, Joe, we can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast and telling us all these stories, but... As you are a devoted, loyal listener, which we really appreciate, you know that we can't let you go without getting some fun, dumb questions at you, if that's okay. Let's do
1: it. All right.
0: If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you be?
1: Probably Scooby-Doo. That was the the, the one that I always enjoyed watching. That's a great one.
2: Yeah, well, that's, you know, because you want to solve mysteries. Mm -hmm. You want to go around. Yeah, solving mysteries and hanging out
1: with your friends. Absolutely.
2: I mean, I would be like terrified of most times. I'd be like the shaggy character. Just want to eat the cheeseburger. Plus you get and,
1: the Scooby snacks at the end. so
2: right. well, there's that too. I don't know how I'd feel about that. You know, that. I've
0: seen the mystery machine driving around Connecticut. Oh, yeah. I used to see it all the time growing up.
2: I have a picture of the mystery machine and the Ghostbusters vehicle. I don't oh. know if that's called something. Gassing up at the same gas station. <laughs>
0: I mean, that's a picture and then and of
2: course Actually,
1: i saw the 18 van in
0: chicago Ooh, Oh, cool. that's a great
2: one that's one i haven't heard about in a long time because of course the me it was like on a meme or something and it says of course shit must be bad if these two are in town at the same time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay i'm gonna go old school on you okay and i i know you'll remember this one but considering what you do would you rather have the ability to control the weather or the ability to talk to animals Now this is interesting because we haven't done this one in a long time. No, we haven't. Now this is interesting because at one point you had a monkey steal your glasses and break them, (laughs) and you had to, as you just said, and or because of what your job is, this will be interesting. So what do you think?
1: (sighs) I think I'd still rather control the weather just so I can get a perfect forecast out Mm -hmm. every time.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yep. Or at least
1: make sure my vacation won't get rained on. Right.
2: Right. Joe. Thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything we need to plug for you? How can we reach out to you if you want to be reached out to?
1: Well, you can follow me on Twitter if you need some sleep uh, (laughs) at Joe the ITO. Okay, I'm on Facebook. I just like saying, I encourage you to weather.gov and just punch in your zip code. Oh, we're totally doing
2: that.
0: I'm doing that as soon as we I'm get off the I'm literally as soon as we get off the
2: phone, I'm texting my other co-commissioners and saying this is what we're using for now Yeah. Because <laughs> now I have someone to blame. I mean, that's what this is <laughs> all about. All right. Well, as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this.
0: Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny.
1: Never not funny. Love it. And I'm so glad you got that right finally, because I remember the beginning. I of know
4: that,
2: up. that was on me. That's totally my bad. I, I have can't to blame say, when I that. was
0: asking it just now, my heart was racing. Like, uh, is this right? Are these the right words? <laughs> I almost
2: pulled it up just to make sure. Yeah. Because I, I knew I, yeah. I shy
0: away from it honestly, but today I'm like, nope. I'm just going to ask it, and it'll be right.
2: <laughs> I still want to know how I started getting it wrong, because I feel like I must have heard it that way. Because I can't imagine I just made that up in my head, but it's possible, I guess. Yeah. But. Well, Joe, thanks again for taking the time to meet the Littles. We really appreciate it.
1: Oh, no problem. My pleasure.
2: All right. All you Loyal Littles, we'll be right back.
1: This is Joe Magnum from Pittsburgh, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network.
2: Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and... Such a great interview again. We're pressed for time today because we got so many emails and we're so excited about that. And we welcome that. Please keep sending them in. Let's get to the Friday Five.
0: Here we go. Number one. This is from Brian Betcher, And first question. What is the strangest thing currently in your fridge or freezer?
2: Now, Simon, do you have a freezer in your closet?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I, I, my kitchen, everything. I just live in the closet now. <laughs> so I've moved it all in here. Okay. <laughs> What do you got? Um, strangest thing I have in my freezer is trash. I have trash in my
2: freezer. Oh. Wait, like for real? Like what do you mean? Well,
3: ch- you see, I, I compost or compost as Oh
2: you know,
4: however you
3: say it. And the best way to do it in New York is to put all of your food scraps in the freezer so it doesn't smell. Oh. And then once a week I go to the little drop-off area at like farmer's markets nearby. And I drop off my, uh, my food scraps and it helps to keep my trash because there's no, there's no organic waste in it. And it helps to uh,
2: help. Okay, <laughs> I mean, to help. yeah, information for life, that's such a good idea. I,
3: I, I, I highly recommend composting. I would never everyone. think to it, like
2: freeze it so it doesn't smell, yeah. especially. That's, anyway, yeah. okay. All right, uh, number two, Roxy, is there a favorite item from your childhood that you still have in your possession?
0: There's a blue hat that I wore every single day of my childhood life and it has a cute little bow on the front and it's blue and floral i remember when i got it i don't remember where i got it but my mom was with me my grandmother was with me and i just had to have this hat i wore it everywhere every day and i still have it wow. and i i can s- still squeeze it onto my head if i really tried
2: i don't think i yeah. knew this roxy yeah wow yeah
0: i have a picture will maybe we'll post a picture also of me wearing said hat posing in my favorite pose. It was like the famous Roxy pose. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. I mean, talk about still learning about your wife here. Okay. Here you go. All right. What's next? This one's for all of us, right?
3: Oh yeah. This is for everyone. So go ahead, Simon. Uh, Number three, using only four words, how would you describe a weakness of yours?
2: Go ahead, Roxy.
0: I'm going to pull a Michael Scott and say, I care too much.
2: (laughs) Oh, is that his? I think
0: so. I think so. Yeah.
2: All right, I got mine. I talk too much. We all know that's true. (laughs) We all know that's true. Don't even try to sugar. It's okay. I can handle it. At least I I know. At least I know. That's the first (laughs) step, right? Okay, Simon, what do you got? Uh, I
3: have no weakness um that's, good for you
2: that's really good okay so yeah so this really is, evolved huh? so this is funny no. actually so I, I don't know if y'all were doing this but i'm sitting here like when i was trying to like compete with Chad and do these haikus i'm like counting on my fingers like oh is that four words was that five syllables was that seven syllables okay <laughs> anyway let's move on
0: all right number four what song contains your favorite backing vocals performance
2: okay i'm gonna change this up don't hate me littles you always not, do this i know well because it's not my favorite It's actually kind of my most annoying. And when I say most annoying, it's only because I didn't think of it. Littles, do you ever have this issue with when you see these inventions that come out on TV or wherever? Shark Tank. Shark Tank. There's another one. You're like, how did I not freaking think of that? You know, and now these people are going to make probably millions of dollars off an idea that was so simple. It was right on your tip of your tongue or your fingertips, whatever. And you didn't think of it. So that's how I feel about this song. It's It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock, I think is... The uh-huh. name, I think that's who. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it takes two to make a thing go right. So if you he listen carefully, okay. But there's this thing in the background where they go, hey, ho, hey. It's ho, so great. <laughs> hey. and it's throughout the entire song. That counts, right? It's background vocals. Yes, yeah, that counts. And it's this, yeah. it's this ostinato that just goes on and on. Look that up, and it just keeps going and going. And it's just hilarious how the whole song is based on that background, and it just through the whole song, and it just. It's so clever, it's brilliant, and it was such a hit song. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. Yeah. All right. And What do we got for the last one?
3: Number five, you're a burglar specializing not in customary valuables, but instead in creating nuisances in your victim's home by taking stuff that inconveniences them. What are you stealing?
0: (laughs) I know exactly what I'm stealing. We're all doing
2: this one. I
0: am stealing their ice maker in their freezer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's just because you want one.
0: Well, we have one. It's just not hooked up. It's not up, functional, yeah. And it, it, it can't be hooked up because of the way... The
2: apartment's set up. Not on right. us. I mean, we rent, so it's not... So like...
0: if I can't have an ice maker, they can't have one either.
2: <laughs> Simon, wow. what do you got?
3: I would steal every battery in every device. <laughs>
2: that's a good like, one.
3: Be it a smoke... Alarm. Well, I wouldn't take the smoke alarm. That seems just rude and dangerous. Yeah, but that's dangerous. literally, you know, anything, even if it's a tiny little battery, I just... I'd find anything that has batteries and take all the batteries.
2: Okay. So full disclosure, I, by accident, we try not to, at least I try not to go on the smart and funny group and see some of the answers. And I have, so at the risk of stealing, and that was one of them, I believe Simon, but, um, but I know you weren't (laughs) on there, so that's fair. So I'm going to try not to repeat. And at the time I didn't see this one. It was the only one else I could think of because they had all the logical ones, which I agree with. And mm-hmm. I love that such a great, these, these are great questions, first of all, and littles, you always come up with great answers. I'm going to go with, this is going to sound so specific and so weird and stupid. I'm going to go with the chain that's inside the toilet tank <gasps> that connects the flusher. No. Yes. Cause littles, how often, I mean, it doesn't happen that often, but when that falls off, how inconvenient is that? Especially if you have stuff. So
0: annoying. If you have
2: stuff on top of the, the tank lid. Yeah. Now, Simon, you're a pro at this, right? Because you you have to do this in Vegas all the time. I do. Diff-
3: different type of system.
2: But different yes, type of system. But you know what I'm saying, right? That chain. Because then, if they don't have it, they literally would have to go in and lift the. They'd have to stick their hand in the water. Ew. Well, it's not dirty water at that point, I don't think. Anyway, hey,
3: that, that water is clean.
2: Yeah. yeah, that water's clean. Yeah, and it looks th- gross. They'd have to either rehook it up somehow, and they'd have to find some kind of string or something to put in there. Because of course, I'm st- I'm stealing the chain. I'm stealing that whatever they that's call that. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a that's good one. A right? Good one. It mm-hmm. is. All
3: I right. bet there are some really good ones, actually. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could take a toilet roll, but leave just like one sheet on yeah. every <laughs> roll that's in the house, and sure that's been done.
2: That would be. That'd be yeah. Me too. So all right thank you Brian Betcher for the Friday five this week and you know we're short on time so we're gonna get out of here because we've got lots of planning to do to get Simon out of the closet because we are one week away from
0: Summer of Littles 3.1 and if you
2: want to go you go to
0: summeroflittles.com
2: and what do you do Roxy
0: go to the RSVP page
2: and make sure you're telling us you're coming to Hurley's because that's where you want to be for Summer of Littles 3.1 Roxy tell everyone how they can get in touch with us
0: you can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com we're also on Twitter at loyal littles pod we're also on instagram at the loyal littles podcast and don't forget about our facebook page the loyal littles podcast and
2: don't forget to run over to apple or on itunes and give us a nice rate and review simon thanks for popping on we really appreciate it yeah
3: got, what if you change someone's wi-fi password Ooh. how about that Ooh.
2: that you know that i was gonna say that was my backup was to, to steal the router
4: Ooh. oh yeah. So they'd be, yeah
2: i'm telling you that's how you create war not with guns and violence. I'm telling you, people, if you want to make our country implode, you don't need a nuclear bomb. You just need to find a way to cut off the internet. People would lose their freaking minds. It's, insane. Yeah. It, insane. it's true. It's true. Yep. Anyway, Simon's going to start the next podcast with one, another one, I can tell. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. And as always, if you're out shopping online tonight,
0: use the code. Use the
2: code. Use it, people. Sorry, KJ.
4: Something about that stuff Don't sit right with me So I stayed at home Watching bad TV When they came back I was fast asleep Early in the morning Had a walk through town This was a sale It's closing down Man in a suit with slick back hair gave me ten pounds to a question.
0: Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.